Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I want to welcome each of you to the morning prayer call. And I pray that you have come at the beginning of this new week with expectancy to receive from the Lord this day. You know, in Luke twenty-two forty-six, it says that Jesus came to his disciples after he had finished praying, and he found them asleep because they were exhausted and overwhelmed with sorrow. I think that's the condition that many of us have found us to be in, that we're exhausted and we're overwhelmed. He asked them, though, why are you sleeping? Why? You need to be alert and pray for the strength to endure the great temptation. And you know, further back in that same chapter in verse 40, Jesus told the disciples, keep praying for strength to be spared from the severe test of your faith is about to come. The severe test of your faith is about to come. The times we are in are requiring great faith from us. But many will succumb to the pressures that are surrounding us. But God is telling us, keep praying. Keep praying to gain strength. This is why we rise up and start our day by coming before the Lord in praise and adoration. Asking for strength for each challenge that we are met with on a daily basis. So we order this day to align with heaven, to hear the voice of God, and to be quick to obey. So I want to welcome all the pastors, all the saints of God, the faithful warriors, the intercessors who do battle and stand in the gap, many hours on their knees before God. And I want to welcome New Destiny family. It was good to be together yesterday, praise the Lord. And to all of you who work faithfully for the kingdom, understanding your place of ministry, where you are able and willing to give up your time, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, I this morning I want to introduce you to our team, and that is our bishop, Bishop Carl Smith, who is going to be bringing the morning devotion to us. So good morning, Bishop and Pastor Adrian. How are you, and did you have a good day yesterday? Good morning, Elder Heaven. I'm doing great. Adrian's doing great. And yes, we had a great day yesterday. I believe today, yesterday was a great day. So we're doing great this morning. And so it is good to be on the line with everyone this morning. And how are you? <laughs> I am also great. It seemed like morning came before I thought it would come. I was awakened 
about an hour before the alarm was set. So praise God. I believe that uh, the Lord has something not just for me, but for everyone. So I am doing well. And thank you for asking. And I want to also let you know that the other part of our team this morning is Minister Helena Marty, and she's going to be praying. So good morning, Helena. How are you this morning? Good morning, Mother. I am doing great as well. Thank you. (laughs) Amen, amen. Um, You know, how can we not say that we're not well, right? If we are children of the Most High God and know his great love and how he keeps us, Hallelujah. So my name's Heather Dawson, and I'm facilitating the call this morning. But let's go before the Father and just ask for his blessing and for his anointing. Father, we just ask that you will anoint Bishop this morning as he comes now with a word that we might gain, Father, that we might grow, that we might learn, Father, how to stand in righteousness, stand for the gospel, for the sake of the gospel, Father, that we become strong in our faith and that we are able then to show others how wonderful it is to know our God. So bless Bishop now as he comes, I pray in Jesus' name. Bishop, it is all yours. Thank you so much. Once again, everyone that's uh, on the line this morning, and hopefully, hopefully, if you are not speaking, you can mute your phone. I'm getting some feedback for some reason. All right. And so, good morning once again. We're going to talk. We're going to continue to stay. Uh, I'm going to say it the way I used to say it. We're going to continue to stay in the same vein that we've been flowing in. And that's talking about uh, the righteousness of God and understanding our position in righteousness. I love uh, Minister Rodney titled the message yesterday, The Pursuit of Righteousness. And I believe we all should pursue righteousness. He brought out a scripture, I think it was so powerful, that God loves those that pursue righteousness. God loves those that pursue righteousness. And so I made a statement the last time I spoke with you all concerning righteousness, about concerning peace. So I'm going to do a couple of things here this morning. And so I shared with you that you will never experience the peace of God until you understand your position and righteousness. And so Isaiah 32 verse 17 says this, And the effects of righteousness will be peace, internal and external. And the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever. Quietness, confidence, trust forever. And so there's that word trust. And trust is a deeper or one of the deepest levels of faith, that when we trust God, and I believe as believers we have to move over to trusting God to do what God says he'll do. I love Abraham. 
that he's called the father of faith. But the Bible tells us Abraham trusts God, and he staggered not at the promises of God. And he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. He grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. And so when we understand, we understand that, faith becomes a major key. I want you to hear this. Faith becomes a major key in you receiving the righteousness of God. Having the righteousness of God transferred into your life, it depends on your faith, on what you believe. So please hear that, on what you believe. And the Bible tells us over in Romans 5 and 1, it says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Wow. I want to just stop right there for a moment. Man, you need to catch that. I'm going to say that again. You ready? Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, has done for us. And so there is, there is that word faith and peace that produces righteousness again. And so faith is the key. You've got to understand that. Now, let's deal with faith. And I want to I want to just apologize if you can hear all this wind going on at my house because it just gets so windy up here. It's crazy. Uh, so I want to just help us understand the importance of faith. Number one, you're saved by faith. You're saved by faith. And so... That's what we have to understand. But then, not only are we saved by faith, we're justified by faith, and then we're made righteous by faith. So you're you're saved by faith. Uh, Ephesians, uh, let's see here. I'm going to turn the Bible this morning because I didn't plan this, and I'm just ministering to you really out of my spirit. Ephesians, uh, let's go to Ephesians 2, uh, verse 8. Uh-oh, I saw it, there you go. Okay, Ephesians 2, verse 8. He says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of your own self, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. So, we see salvation comes by faith. And then we are just by faith. The Bible said the just, Romans 1 verse 17, tells us 
Here we go. Let me run there real quick. Just hold on. We're going to turn the Bible this morning. Romans 1, verse 17. <clears throat> he says here, The gospel unveils a continued revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe, and it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life-giving faith. So, here it is. We're saved by faith. We're made just by faith. The just shall live by faith. And also, righteousness comes through faith. Now, that's three areas I just talked about how important your faith is. And so faith is the activator of the Scripture, when we understand the Scripture. And so we go all the way back to that, that, that original measure of faith that God has given all of us. And I'm going to be talking about this in church, because I, I, I need to do a, a series on faith made practical. And it's important that you understand what that measure of faith, the power and potential in that measure of faith, and what it produces. And so God gave it to you, that measure, but that measure caused you to be saved. That measure caused you to be just or justified. That measure also caused you to be righteous, be in right standings with God. And that's key. And so here it is. That faith has now positioned us in the position that now we're acceptable unto God. And listen to this. Not only we're we acceptable unto God, now the peace of God comes into our life through righteousness, understanding the revelation of righteousness, we can now grasp and understand the peace of God, which is, uh, when you define the word peace, write this down if you're taking notes, define it as wholeness, shalom, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. How, how can that be defined as wholeness? It is defined as wholeness. Now listen to what I'm saying. And I believe this is, this is a problem with many Christians. With many Christians, we don't understand our package. We don't understand, I'm going to use a Greek word um, called sozo, S-O-Z-O, or soteria. We don't understand the, our salvation package that comes up on us because we are beneficiaries. Okay, so there's a benefic there's a benefactor, and then there's beneficiaries. All right. So 
the benefactor who is Jesus died for you. And when he died, watch this, his death caused the package to be activated. So now you become the beneficiary. So he took for you or traded places with you, took your sin, took our sin, and gave us his righteousness. And we have to understand, we're only right because the one who lives within us is right. And so through the process of him now coming to live in us, this union that we have with him brings about reconciliation, causing us to be totally changed. That's the peace, totally changed. In other words, it affects every area of your life, and that's the key. You have to allow the salvation of God. Man, where's my time going? 17 after. You have to allow the that peace. You have to allow the um, righteousness of God and that package that comes through it begin to affect every area of your life. And I want to say this before I pray. Righteousness causes believers to mature. It causes us to grow up when we begin to understand all that God has provided unto us through righteousness. And so pursue righteousness over unrighteousness. The Bible calls us uncompromisingly righteous. So when you begin to understand your position and you wake up to who you have been made, you're going to pursue it. As I said earlier, I'll say again, God loves those who pursue righteousness. And so we have to really make that our quest and we have to aim and strive after it. And so, Father, this morning we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you, the fruit of our lips giving thanks and praise because you are the redeemer of our life. We say good morning to you, good morning, Holy Spirit, good morning, Lord Jesus, our wonderful Savior. We thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit to be a safe guide in our life, and we thank you, Lord God, for the gift of righteousness. I thank you, Father, that he who is perfect perfected what needed to be perfected. Father, now with the fulfillment of the law, so that as we come up under it now, Lord, you see us through what your Son has done. And we understand that we're only righteous because he who lives in us is righteous. He makes all things right. And Father, I thank you that he has reconciled us to you. He has brought about, brought about a total change in our lives, Father, and that righteousness brings us to a place of peace where we're no longer broken. Father God, we're no longer lacking things. That we are complete in him who is ahead of all principalities and power. I pray for every person that is on this line this morning. And I thank you, Lord God, for them. I thank you, Father God, that our lives are being straightened out. I thank you that we're figuring things out that we couldn't figure out for years. That, Lord, we found that narrow path that leads to righteousness. You said there are few that find it. 
And so, Father, I thank you that we are listed amongst the few who have found that narrow path. We honor you for it and we bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that word this morning. We just got served a wonderful breakfast. Hallelujah. I love it. Faith in Jesus declares us flawless in the eyes of God. Wow. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you for that word this morning. I want to go to uh, Minister Helena now at this time. She's going to come and share the prayer request with us. Um, Minister Helena? Thank you, Mother. Yes, thank you, Bishop, for the word. We are justified by faith, and therefore we are also accepted in the throne room by faith. Thank you so much. We do have a praise report from Paul Walker, who submitted a prayer request last Friday regarding his um, business and his financial status. And so yesterday he uh, sent a praise report saying that all glory to God, his business case and personal financial assets are fixed. God always will be Jehovah Jireh, the provider, we might seek him for all answers to life and lean not on our own understanding. He said, according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 7, God swiftly handled his case early yesterday morning. For he not only does, he knows all and sees all, he can also hear all. May every prayer request transform to a praise report. We are in agreement, brother uh, Paul. We are fully in agreement with you. We serve an awesome God who knows and who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can ask or even think. And so we thank you and we are rejoicing with you this morning that the God who answers has answered your prayers. Thank you for sharing your experience with all of us. Now we have uh, another pray, uh, prayer request from Carrie Pierce. She wanted us to pray for Sister Janet, who just lost her sister last Friday. And so, Father God, losing someone is very difficult. We know that there's always a mystery behind that that we don't understand, but you do. Philippians 4, 6, 7 says that do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by power and petition, with thanksgiving, we should present our request to you. And peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our mind in Christ Jesus. And so, dear Lord, we do not understand that part, but you do. Right now, we know that our sister Janet is having some challenges because she just lost her sister. And so we are calling on to the God of comfort to comfort her, the one that understands everything that goes on, to hold her hand during this time of, of mourning, Father God. We are also using her as a point of contact because we know that there are several people that are going through this. And so, dear Lord, our trust is in you and you alone. 
to comfort her, comfort other family members that are going through these challenges in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you do understand. Now, also, last Thursday and Friday, people, few people submitted prayers regarding healing. And so, dear God, as we are in the throne room, we all know that we are justified by faith. We are all being saved by faith. And we do thank you for adopting all of us into your kingdom. And so, Father God, we are joining all our faith this morning. And we are saying that have mercy on those that are sick among us in the mighty name of Jesus. We are saying stretch your hand, stretch your hand, because we know that you can say a word and they will be healed. You have control over everything, including all the parts of our body. So, Father God, those that are having challenges in any part of their organs, please, we know that you are able to do it. We know that there's nothing on this earth that you cannot do. And so we are pleading your blood, the divine blood over each and every person that is sick, that is having some kind of infirmity in their body right now in the mighty name of Jesus, whether being mental or physical. Father God, we are calling unto you. Psalm 107, 20 says that when we call out to you, you will give the order to heal and rescue. Rescue each and every one from their destruction. So, Father, we have seen that, that you've done it before. We have read many miraculous healings that has happened in the Bible before. And so as we know that you are the same God before, you will be the same God now. So, dear God, dear God, too many people are sick among us. And we are calling you today to heal them in the mighty name of Jesus. Because we know that there is nothing, there is no illness on this land that you cannot heal. So have mercy. Have mercy and send your healing powers onto every area, whether in the mountains or in the valley, send it out for them to get their healing. In the mighty name of Jesus we have prayed. Our trust is in you. So we believe that yet, all these praise, all these prayer requests will turn into praise reports by the blood. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Helena. You know, God never says no to those who sincerely ask. So it is by faith that we believe this morning. And we know that praise reports will follow, and we're grateful to hear the praise reports this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's go back to Bishop. Bishop, any further thoughts this morning before we close out our time together? Well, you know, today and this week, just meditate on really developing your faith because it's the key. It's the key. As I explained, those three points, salvation comes through faith, Just you we're justified by faith, and then the Bible says, and the just shall live by faith, by their faith. And so if you want to live, you got to live, live by what you believe. And that's why the Bible says we don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe. 
and we are made righteous by faith. It was it, it's our faith that places us in right stands with God. That's what happened with Abraham. His faith put him in right standings with God, and uh, it, it it is something when you, when you understand that. And so we have to embrace it, embrace that. And your faith that you have in the Lord, your faith that you have in God, it can do amazing things for you. And that's why the enemy is always challenging you in the area of faith, what you believe. So don't don't reason with the Word of God. Just believe it, and you watch God help you begin to live a life of victory. And knowing, knowing without a shadow of doubt, I don't care how you feel, I don't care what's going on in your life, you have to know without a shadow of doubt that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has transferred that into your account, righteousness, and no one can withdraw it. I'm going to say that again. God has transferred righteousness into your account based on your belief, and no one can withdraw it. And that's why I said having faith in God positions you to live righteously to overpower fear. And, um, you know, fear, fear, fear is the key. I mean, fear is the tool, let me say it that way, that the enemy uses against our faith. But righteousness overpowers fear. Righteousness overpowers intimidation. Righteousness, your righteousness, when you understand your position in righteousness, you begin to walk that narrow path that the Bible tells us in Matthew that few that find it. And so stay on the narrow road. Stay on that narrow path. And you watch what God begin to do in your life. I pray that you all have a great day. And grace and peace be unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. That was that was a good closing word this morning also. Praise God. And I like what you said. Meditate. Meditate on developing your faith this week. Go before the Lord. Get in the Word of God. Just spend time thinking about your faith and what faith in God will do for you. So as we close this morning, we want to go before the Father, thanking him, thanking him for this day, thanking him that we can live by faith and not by sight, because if we live by sight, we are going to find that our faith is very weak. So, Father, we do thank you. We do thank you for what we have heard this day, that what you are saying to us, that we can take hold and become strong in you, mighty in you, to the pulling down of every stronghold, every stronghold, and that we are made strong because of our faith in you. So, Father, teach us 
Teach us to embrace the call and the purpose of our life here on this earth so that we might establish the mountain of the Lord and may we walk, may we walk as kingdom ambassadors, Lord. We're only passing through. May we understand the call and what it will cost, for it does cost. Laying down self and allowing our flesh to die, taking up the authority and the power that Jesus said was ours, that we would go forth and make disciples of others, that we might win the lost. Father, we can't just talk, but we must live it out. And Father, I lift up every man of God this morning, every woman of God that stands behind a pulpit. May they have the strength and the boldness, Father, to govern and to lead the church, to be positioned in righteousness, not fearing what man might do, but speaking, speaking the truth so that we would understand our position in righteousness that because of Jesus, we are made right in your sight. Father, I pray that these men and women of God, may they have the wisdom of you to know and move according to your plan as they guide a people, Lord that they would move according to what you have said and what you have put before them, that they would not be concerned with man. Proverbs 2, verses 3 and 5, you said in your word, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. We want to know, Father. We want to be mighty, mighty in you. That we will live righteously, upright, because Jesus lives in us. And because he lives in us, we are made righteous. Father, I pray that this will be our cry unto you this day because you said if we call out for insight and if we raise our voice for understanding and if we will seek it like silver and search for it as a hidden treasure that we will understand the fear of the Lord and we will find the knowledge of you. So we end this call, Father, with praise and with worship, giving you our all, our entire for this day. So it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Kathy, you may open up the lines and please everyone remember that your uh, phones will be unmuted So please be conscious of conversation and noise around you. It can be heard in Jesus' name. Kathy, open the line. 